Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. What's up, listeners, followers? Here we are, another thirsty Thursday for Just Be in Earnest. I have my friend Chris Young coming on the podcast today, and uh, we touch a lot of bases. In baseball, there's only four bases. In podcasting, there's as many as you want. Um, today, I'm going to talk a little bit about this sugar music video we got coming out tomorrow. Uh, me and Chris are going to get into a little bit. I'm just going to set a little base for you, okay? This is a first for me. Um, it's kind of maybe a first for a few people. I've never seen a video like it. I've seen I've seen videos almost like it, but nothing like this. I don't want to give too much away, but basically <clears throat> we stuck to the script of the original idea for the music video. And um shout out team at Big Loud pulled it pulled together uh, a badass team to get this thing done over quarantine. And uh we did a video we didn't have to just be quarantined for because there's no crews getting together to make music videos right now. But you can do it remote. And that's what we did. And I'm super stoked. Happy to share it with you. Had fun uh, doing some promo videos for it. Y'all probably see those next week. Um, I love playing different characters and acting and, and all that shit. So we basically just... Uh, well, you'll see. I'll give you two hints. Me... And wigs. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because me and Chris talk about it in the podcast. But I do. Hey, Blue, Blue, I'm on the doing a podcast. Blue, hey, I'm doing a podcast. I've been trying to teach my dog English and it's not working. God damn it, Blue. I'm sorry to the listeners who have sensitive ears. Um, also, who don't like it when I cuss. It's my bad. Um, I could edit it out, but I'm not gonna. Because I'm just being earnest. Man. Dog's got a piercing bark on him. Took him to get his fingernails cut this morning so he doesn't make me look like my eighth grade self every time he jumps on me. Unreal. Hyper ass dog. <laughs> the Lil Wayne lighter flick. You knew he was about to snap. What's bracking? Every time you hear that, you know it's going down. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Since I'm talking about Chris Young today, I forget to say to Chris what I'm going to say to you now. Because I'm recording this prologue after I interviewed him. So in a way, you're listening to me from the future of who I'm about to be. Shout out Guy Simmons if you're listening right now. Shout out Guy Simmons and Jesse Taylor. Um, Chris, I meant to bring this up to you today if you're listening. <laughs> this is cool. This is a unique uh, angle talking to the interviewer in post. Whatever. Uh, I think my buddy Guy Simmons almost got in a fight with you one night at a bar, Chris. I meant to ask you if you've been in any bar fights or uh, 
punch anybody. Y'all didn't come to blows, but I think y'all definitely had an altercation. Um, and I also think you were in the right, Chris. Now I wasn't there. And, uh, and of course I'm only getting one side of a story and you probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I just wanted to say that story and know that I wish I could have brought it up in our interview. I'm going to get to that interview now. Um, hey, Kroon, when you hear this, would you go ahead and drop the drop the music in now? Just being earnest. 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 A little one this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Okay? Bottom line. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code EARNEST, E-R-N-E-S-T, at manscaped.com. Shaving my pubes used to just absolutely be a disaster. Whether it was, you know, back in the day, just straight razor, trying to get trying to get all crystal smooth down there, or when you're just trying to manage a problem and, and you use the old the hair clippers. Let's say you got a disaster going on down there. Let's say it's a jungle. I don't need you to worry about it, though, because you're going to grab the Lawnmower 3.0, which is one of the most high-tech pieces of equipment on the market today, period. Elon Musk was pissed because Tesla wanted it, and Manscaped wouldn't sell it out to Tesla. But it's that good. It's got an LED light on it. You can shave in the dark. Power goes out. Doesn't matter. You're going to have clean shave. You just go down there and trim it. And don't worry about nicking your balls. There's no nick at night. There's no nick in the morning, and there's no nick in the afternoon. Not because of the lawnmower 3.0. You're going to have a smooth shave. You're not going to feel it. You could be doing jumping jacks and shaving your balls at the same time. No nicks. Smooth balls, no nicks. Well, as soon as you finish shaving, you probably think, I need a little aftershave piece. Something to go ahead and, go ahead and condition the old pack. Well, there's ball conditioner, dude. It's that plain. Ball conditioner. Ball toner. Conditioner. I like I like conditioner maybe better. Ball toner sounds like an exercise. Oh, that's it. Ball deodorant. Manscaped. Seat, uh, crop preserver. That's what it is. With active pH control. So your, your balls ain't going to stink. And it's going to feel good. Nice and smooth. It smells great, honestly. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I sniff my balls sometimes now because they smell good. And then halfway through the day, there's a little spray. I think it's called like the rejuvenator or something. Ch-ch-ch. Keep yourself fresh, dude. Don't just do it for her. Do it for you. Do it for yourself. Go out, run a mile, put your hand in your pants, swipe your balls, smell them, thank me later. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code EARNEST, E-R-N-E-S-T, at manscaped.com. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. All right, I got Chris Young in here on Just Being Earnest. What's up, dude? How are you? I'm uh, I'm cracking up because you uh, you had the same kind of schedule I did the past couple of days. Just random stuff popping up. Yes, dude. You uh, you had to take your dog to the vet yesterday. Yeah, man. I uh, he's a German Shepherd. Okay. He's two and a half, and. Um, that's my boy. I love that. I love him to What's death. His, name? his name's Porter after Porter Wagner. Oh, awesome! So uh, he uh, 
he was like shaking his head, messing with one of his ears, and it had been. It was about time for him to go get a checkup, anyway. But he's uh, he's all good. Well, so. you just have a big ear booger. I guess, man. I guess that's all that's wrong with him because I I took him to the vet and they're like, he's fine. We don't know what you're talking about. Man, so finicky. I got we got three Australian shepherds. Yeah, and uh, Winston, my oldest dog. Or I guess Nova's the oldest, but Winston's my boy. And he doesn't like being groomed much, so knots get behind his ear, and he gets matted up like young yeah. dreads. And he'll he'll fuck with his ear nonstop. You can't do anything about it because he'll he bitches out if you try to cut it off. <laughs> dogs are the best, though. Dogs are the absolute best. Have you always had dogs? Uh, growing up, yeah, we always had like normally one dog and one cat, pretty much my whole life. So, you know, right now. Um, I think my sister, my sister's got three dogs and a cat. My mom has a dog and then I have a dog. So the one thing that works out is if I'm flying somewhere and I can't get on the bus, um, which I haven't been on the bus all year, which yeah, sucks, right. but <laughs> no one has. Yeah, I know. Uh, outside of that, it's really easy for me cause I just wanted them to watch him. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, dude, the, we, we got that situation too. Delaney's mom and dad live over in Sylvan park. And they got three dogs who are best friends with our dogs. And I think each, yeah. each of our dog has a boyfriend or girlfriend in their pack. So it's all just conjugal visit time for them. <laughs> um, You're like, y'all go play. <laughs> yes, y'all go play. Mom and dad are going somewhere. Um, so how, how long have you been in Nashville? Tell me, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know much. No, man. Um, you know, we, we've kind of gotten to know each other casually just through friends in town. But yep. uh, I'm originally from Murfreesboro. Okay. So I'm I'm pretty much born and raised, and uh, it confuses the the hell out of everybody because they all think I'm from Texas because I was living there before I got my deal. Right. So I did it completely backwards, moved to Texas, and was playing shows down there, and then got a deal and had That's to move hilarious. back. That's hilarious! I didn't know that. So uh, yeah, man, I just grew up here. My granddad was you know the kind of guy who he's got a music room in the house, and uh -huh. he like taught himself to play guitar and piano, and so. You know, he was the one that really exposed me to a lot of country music history, like Marty Robbins and Lefty Frizzell, and, yes. and kind of gave me my base for my country music knowledge. Um, so very, very lucky to have, you know, a grandfather like that in my life, because <laughs> yeah, otherwise I totally. wouldn't have known about any of that stuff. Totally. Um, yeah, well, ironically, so that the house we just bought, this, my grandfather built this house. My no way. My dad grew up, this was my dad's room growing up, and... I, I grew up in the house across the street, and then this house just sat for years, and me and Delaney were able to buy it this past year. That's awesome, um, dude. But my, my family is not musically inclined at all, and Mitchell Tenpenny is a big reason for my musical knowledge because me and his brother Rafe have been best friends since, like, fifth grade. And people who listen to the podcast know this story because I, I say it all the time, but, like, most of my musical influences in the last... 10 to 12 years have trickled down through Mitchell because his, Oh no, I know, I know, but it's, it's, it's the <laughs> widest variety. It's the widest variety of music. And we would, his grandmother's house, Donna Hilly, mm -hmm. we, we would, uh, that was our, that was our party pad. That was our music. We had a, always had a studio to go to there and, uh, shout out Mitchell. <laughs> shout yeah, out Mitchell. Dude. He was actually, when you asked me uh, to be on, I was like, I texted him. I was like, all right, so uh, is he gonna like hit me with like real weird questions or what's going on here? He goes, no, nah, it'll be fun. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if if I'd hit you with any weird questions. <laughs> I don't know you well enough to hit you with weird questions. So, Next time I might. <laughs> when I when I started looking you up, just like getting background on on like kind of what you were into is talking about how eclectic your musical tastes were. The the one weird thing is like I talk about my grandfather um, being kind of like my country music base, and I always wanted to sing country. Yeah, like, I, I never. 
really had any designs on doing anything else, but you know, I went and was trained classically and can sing in a bunch of different languages. And I actually oh, cool. uh, sang jazz. I had a scholarship to Berkeley for oh jazz. My God. Uh, and I was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> that's no. not, that's not what I want to do. It was really cool. And like, I learned it and I, I've got a love for it, but you know, even going outside of that, pretty much any style of music, I can tell you a, like a favorite artist or somebody yeah. that I dug into. So that, that being eclectic like that, I think is important. Super, super, uh, important nowadays, especially because everything is crossing over and everything has a little bit of something else in it. Having jazz in your DNA though, I think is like, that's like knowing Latin and when you're trying <laughs> to learn other foreign languages, because the, when you learn intricacies of jazz and how everything lands on something like sevens and twos, yeah. you start s- sitting down with somebody that's like a really accomplished jazz musician, which by the way, even with that preface, I'm not claiming to be that. Yeah, right. I, I know some guys that are just insane. That's like CrossFit, though. Good luck, good luck a jazz musician not telling you he's a jazz musician. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, I mean, you know, one of the things for me is uh, George Strait was a huge, huge jazz fan. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, George Strait's one of my all-time faves. Yeah, I was, I was having to explain to somebody the other day about why he's the king and it just i i thought my head was going to explode but uh <laughs> if you if you're explaining yeah i was like oh it's too late oh no um but you know he did like a, a record where they did sinatra with other artists and and straight did fly me to the moon with oh that's his right. vocal on that because that's he right. was just really into jazz standards that's so. so dope what's uh what's your favorite george Strait song of all time <sighs> good lord I know, uh, you have to pick one though you have to pick yeah one. um I mean, just from a writer's standpoint, and uh, having been lucky enough to get to know Dean Dillon over the years, yes, the chair. Oh my god! Just because it's—I mean—that's the quintessential. Like you want to write something that's that simple but that brilliant. Yeah, man, that's a great answer. I was listening to that on the golf course the other day, <laughs> dude. Song, song. Ah, uh, lost headphones. Don't care. Um, song. <laughs> fuck my life. So, songwriting to me. A, a, a good country song might be the best type of song. Like uh, when it hits you like the chair or like the dance or these songs don't get written in other genres. Well, I mean, even, uh, you know, one that I guess technically came from another genre, but you know, had its biggest hit with, with Blake is God gave me you. Oh my God. Dave Barnes. I can't believe he wrote that by himself. Oh my goodness, man. I, that's Dave Barnes. I've been such a big fan of for forever. Yeah. God, what a good guy. I, he He's was, hilarious, by the way. I know he is. He has like the best sense of humor. He wrote that by himself, right? That was yeah. 100%. Yeah. It, it's insane. I was uh, I, I didn't want to talk just, out of my ass. So. <laughs> say what? I didn't want to be talking out oh, of my no, ass. I'm pretty sure he did write that by himself. Him and Matt Wirtz, like, I would wear that out, like, middle school and high school, the two of them. And when, when God Gave Me You turned into a Blake cut, I was so stoked because I'd been listening to that song already for a couple years. Yeah. That's so good. Um, let's see. What's do you have a moment in your life where you've been starstruck? What's the most starstruck you've been? Man, um, you know what? I'll say one that that honestly wasn't too long ago. Just because you know, if we're going to reference George Strait and names of that caliber, obviously Garth Brooks is is up there. If you're going to make a short list of people you'd like to have Mount a career Rushmore, like, right, yeah, right. Um, you know, you got like Reba and Garth and is yeah. So I would say for me, he invited me to go sing uh, one of his songs when they did the seven diamond celebration. So first of all, like 
the hard flex. Like you yeah. you get you get seven diamond awards, you're just gonna yeah. throw a party for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh but Big for <laughs> for whatever reason he had uh, we had met a couple times and he had seen me at something and he invited me to come out and be one of the performers that sang something. And uh, I was like, well, what do you guys want me to do? And they were just like, pick something. Oh, man. So I was like, like anything? And they go, <laughs> yeah, pick whatever you want. And so uh, did the river. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I, well, I showed up. My it was amazing. Damn, that's another one. Yeah, that's one of those. So oh, yeah. I show up to sound check, and the band all starts leaving. And I'm like, uh, what's up? And they were like, well, did you not? Are you not going to play it? And I was like, man, 100% honesty. I was like, no, I thought you guys were going to play. I didn't realize you wanted me to do it acoustic. So, And, of course, out of nowhere, Garth goes, I'll do it. So you sang the vet. While he played it. And, and dude, I don't know that I've ever been starstruck on stage with someone that I've already met before, but it was just like that moment kind of overwhelmed me a little bit. I can't. I mean, I got chills right now thinking about what that would have looked like, but what that would have felt like. Oh my God. Well, then I was just sitting there going, don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. You sing the second verse first. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh, that, that's, that might be an all timer right there. That's crazy. And I have no idea to this day why he's, and, and that's not the only thing he's asked me to do in the past several years, but I don't know why I jumped top of mind for him, but well, I was your really voice glad. Is, your voice is awesome and, and fits that song. Well, I already know that you sang the shit out of that song. I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that moment, man. That's it. Where was that? Uh, they did it at ascend. And oh, so it God. was like, he invited Jason and Steve Warner and I think Kelly Clarkson did a song. Obviously, Trisha did something, but yeah. like it was, it was a really, really cool night. Man, that's so cool. Um, I want to show you something. I'm, I'm putting a, uh, I'm putting a music video out this Friday for Sugar. I saw this. Yeah. Okay. So I want to show you the video and get your reaction. Okay. Because we had the whole thing. We were gonna do the whole thing. We we're gonna fly to Mexico or Miami and do a whole like cantina south of the border vibe, and then COVID. So right. like music videos are not happening. Yeah, it's like everyone's doing it from right. their, their house with iPhones and Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we tried to we went ahead and hit a little switch on them. And uh let's see what we got here. We kept we kind of kept the same uh treatment. We just turned it into a just changed it a little Grand Theft Auto kind of deal. Let's see here. Here we go. This will come out. So this podcast, it'll be Thursday when people are listening to this. And this comes out tomorrow. There you go. I'm going to smoke this joint. Okay, first of all, I... uh, Who did this? Because I love it. Justin Clough produced it. uh, Ben Skipworth. And then the guy named Xavier was the animator on it. Um, This is an incredible idea. (laughs) And uh, so you don't you don't know this about me, but I'm a huge gamer. Oh yeah, yeah. So I love everything about this. Oh hell yeah, let's go. All right, any of uh any of my fellow video game junkies out there, you need to watch this. First of all, it's an awesome song. Thank you. Uh, but this is incredible and a great idea, dude. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, dude. I mean, 
it might be the most fun music video I've ever been a part of. So then we, new scene, new outfit. He's always fucking falling out of the sky. That's perfect, man. Yes, you get it. I'll, I I'll, love it, though. I'll send you this. but um, Yeah, guys, definitely go check this out. And, I mean, obviously, I'm going to share a link on it. Okay, and, sick. Yeah, dude, that's that's incredible. I'm, I'm pumped on it. And, yeah, it is. A lot of music videos are looking a whole lot alike right now, though, at least the concepts. Dude, that stands out but, for sure. Uh, I'm excited to drop that one. Yeah, man. That's great that's, idea. Well, thank you. And the team was awesome on it that, that helped facilitate it. I wrote it with Rodney and uh, Jordan Reynolds. Yep. It's hard to miss when you're writing with them. Great dudes. You gotta, you just, yeah, you gotta really fucking f- drop the ball to fuck up a song with them. Um, and I do drop the ball sometimes, but <laughs> and, and I have been known to drop the ball. Dude, I, I called it, uh, and I haven't, I haven't done it in a, in a long time. But those when you go in the room and you sit with somebody instead of a co-write, it's a co-stare if you don't get anything. Oh my god! And it's I've co-stare. I've had I've had about two of them in the past five years maybe, but. It is just painful. It hurts. Yeah, because everybody's sitting there like we're here to work. Minutes or hours. Yeah, it's. Have you done? Have you attempted Zoom rights at all? So I'm doing a lot of those. Uh, you know, just because obviously, you know, with everything that's going on right now, everybody trying to stay safe and yeah. not want to leave their house, and I totally respect that, and you know, um, think it's important. So I, I've done it a lot, like Cole Taylor. Yeah. Uh, you know. They just had a new baby, so yeah, he's he's That's not right. one to get out. So uh done some with him. Tyler Reeve and I've been doing some rights. Bobby Pinson. Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah. Zoom thing for me. It's different. It's way different. I haven't gotten used to it. I've only tried it like four or five times. Yeah. I would like I don't know. Also the Wi Fi on this end of the house is always lagging. So like I could I freestyle a lot when I write. I've, I'm not. I don't really overthink my shit. I just kind of blah. So, in a, if we're in a room together and I blah, somebody's got a voice note, and I don't have to remember what I just said. But on Zoom, if I blah, <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, man, we got we got, we got none of that." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like we didn't get any of what you just did. I didn't either. But um, let's see. Okay, it's so- a lear- it's a learning curve, man. I mean, and I I feel like for me, the one thing that I miss out on doing a zoom right and i've gotten some good songs from from a couple of them but it the body language from somebody else and just that instantaneous exchange in a room 100 percent. you, you miss that. Get that in zoom no you just miss it yeah i'm with you on that um i'm gonna i'm gonna pop a few questions these are not awkward questions this is just the ju- <laughs> this is just the just being i'm here. an open book dude go for all it. right whitey tidies or boxers uh, you know what? I am a boxer briefs guy. Boxer briefs all the way. So it's, the it's the fun answer because when somebody asks you that on radio and they're like trying to make you uncomfortable, I'm like, yeah. neither. Dude, neither. And dude. that I, freaks them out. I'm not wearing any underwear right now at all. <laughs> if you want me to be completely honest, I, I'm normally a boxer brief guy, but my dick's <laughs> loose in my jeans right now. Oh my um, Lord. So yeah, dude, I don't know. The worst, the worst thing in the world is boxer briefs that start riding up and you got, and you're pulling it, you're having to ride them down. What brand? Boxer you know what? Is? So here's the thing. Um, when guys do that and we adjust, people look at us like we're crazy. But yeah. if a girl adjusts up top, no one says a word. That's a hundred, dude. Equality is what. I mean. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't want anything else. I just want equality. That's all. Okay, that wasn't even on my mental list of questions. But then I said awkward question. I had to ask, but it's not even that awkward. Let's see. Um, what's the? If you're just being earnest, what's the biggest thing you've purchased in, with cash? With cash, yeah. Um, Oh, these things are virtual with the cash. Uh, that you can't put in a pipe and smoke. 
<laughs> so it's I don't I don't smoke. Oh, I'm like okay. the only person oh, yeah, me, out of the, me neither. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me neither. George uh, still smoking on the counter. <laughs> I I'm just I just don't. Um, lot lots of my friends do. Obviously, You're, yeah. we're in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say <laughs> surprise. Yeah, shocker. So uh, I would say, man, a guitar. Oh yeah. Uh, I found something at Carter Vintage that I I really wanted, and it, like that was the the first time that I like called my accountant. Was like, I need you to bring. Like, I mean, we're, we're saying cashier check, but I was yeah, like, right. you, you got to bring money yeah, over here yeah. right now. I got to buy this. And it was a, a pre-war Martin. Oh, my um, God. That I just, I was sitting there playing a bunch of different guitars and I fell in love with it. And I was like, I'm going to need that. Check. I <laughs> need to buy this. And, I, it, you know, I'm not like a, a huge stuff person, but when it comes to gear, I'm kind of, oh, a, right. I'm kind of a gear nerd. Right. You got to so. go. Yeah. Gears. My, my father-in-law bought me this guitar, uh, a couple of years before me and Delaney got married, I was just like bumming guitars off of him for a while. Yeah. And he got me that as a gift. My brother-in-law picked it out and Martin guitars rock. I They're got great, PRS man. given to me. So also shout out. Also this podcast brought to you by PRS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Martin, Martin guitars. Are all right. Um, <laughs> let's see. What's another, what's another one? Um, Okay, my dog can shut up. There's that's, that's blue. Let's see. We got it. I got a couple jotted down here. If you are just being earnest, um, okay. What's your guilty pleasure TV show? Uh, so this is like a little bit nerdy, but supernatural. Okay, that's uh, not nerdy. That's I dope. mean, it's a little bit like you know. I haven't seen it, but a lot of people have. I, I dig it, I, and I'm just uh, I'm kind of a sucker for for stuff that's. Uh, you know, myth based and anything. Yeah. It's it's kind of a little bit of a horror aspect to it, and then it's also kind of a little fantasy thing going on. But and yeah, mystery yeah. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Delaney are absolutely hooked uh, on Desperate Housewives right now. I don't know how we got there. I don't know how we've watched everything else, and she was like, "You want to start Desperate Housewives?" Rolled my eyes. I was like, "I already know I'm not going to like this." Uh, <laughs> Baird through. And now you're hooked. Yeah, dude. I'm. We just started season three last night, and I and I still hate every episode. But you can't stop watching. I fucking, it. Like I fucking want him to die. I'm like, it's like a I, it's like a train wreck. It you're is just a train like, wreck. Oh, well, now I, I have to watch it. I cannot stop watching it. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, this isn't on there, but I, I'm I'm gonna go back. You say you're a gamer. What do you What do you play? What's your game? Uh, definitely a lot of Warzone, Call of Duty right now. It's uh, me every morning when I wake up. Let's PS4 or Xbox. PS4. Let's drop All right, in. There we go. Let's yeah, drop come on, in. Dude. Uh, you know Josh Phillips? Yes. He's on a lot. Yes. Uh, end up playing with him. Uh, Kane Brown is Kane, a huge gamer. Kane said he's about to just start streaming. <laughs> I mean, you should he's too, good, money. dude. I, I've watched him play. Like We've we've kind of sent each other like clips Those back clips. and forth, and he is annoyingly accurate. <laughs> yeah, he was posting one. He posted one the other day, the jump shooting. Yeah, and I fucking hate when doing the bunny do, hop. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, Kane, Kane's a good one. Um, who else? Um, but I, I get into Del anything. Buddha, that, I think. Plays oh, it's Chris. Yeah, and Rocky, that doesn't surprise me. Do you know? Do you know Rocky Block? Uh, his yes, Billy Block. So his, Billy Block actually was the guy that. So I got my deal from Nashville Star. A lot of people don't know that. Okay, yeah, I, um, I did know that. That's because it's that's right. it's been so long. But Billy Block was the guy that called me and told me to go audition. Wow. And I was in Texas, and he was like, "Man, this year he's like they don't own any of your publishing, and it's the record label is going to be RCA, and I know you love the history of that label." He goes, "You should go audition," and um, yeah, he he. 
for anybody that didn't know Billy, um, just an incredible champion of, of artists in Nashville and, uh, had me playing his show at the exit Inn when I was like 17, 18 years old. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot of fond memories of that guy. Yes, man. Shout out the block family, Rocky and Grady were supposed to be in my band this summer. We were going to be on tour with Sam hunt and Grady's my drummer. Rocky's going to play bass. Dude, everything went to shit with COVID. Yeah. Would you be touring right now? Oh, yeah. No, dude, we had a whole amphitheater tour planned and uh, around just, your single. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, and not even that, man. Uh, just had, had planned on going out. Um, you know, obviously, Drowning is a song that was really, really deep and serious and personal for me. And, right. Um, wasn't, you know, a, a number one as far as like a chart hit, but you know, got inside the top 20 and, um, I wrote that song about a buddy of mine that passed away unexpectedly and, uh, was very surprised, honestly, that the label wanted to go with that as a single, but I was like, I'm down for it. Just know it's going to be like, that one's emotional and it's sad and not necessarily not your party. So it's not your party. No, but so many, so many people reached out about it and, uh, I, I don't think it's announced yet, but pretty sure it just went gold. So congrats, man. Um, and then obviously the song got out now serious in a different way yeah. entirely. Um, if that ain't God, which is just like super uplifting and positive. It, and it is great. First verse out the bat, dude. Dude, you say I get punched by cancer, but won that fight. Is that? Yeah, and that's a uh, shout out Graylin James, Matt Roy, and Mitch Oglesby. Those oh, guys yeah. are. Incredible. I love Matt Roy. Me and him wrote a cool song too. What a cool. He's kid. good, dude. Um, let's see, let's see. I got two. I got two more. Just being earnest questions for you. Um. Okay, I bet I, I I bet I know the answer to this. I bet it, I have the same answer. Can you name one direction one One Direction song? Uh, yes. Dog, me neither. Hang on. No, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, it was a ten year anniversary last week. Yeah, so like I can sing one. I know I've got one in my phone somewhere. Um, uh, right now all I can think yeah, of is watermelon. See, yeah, watermelon sure, which is Harry's thing. Yeah, dude, that I'm telling you, my answer is the same. If, if a One Direction song came on right now, I probably could sing part of the hook. Uh huh. I can't tell you a name of a One Direction song. Is Shout it, out One Direction. Wait, wait, wait. Is it? You don't know you're beautiful. Is that one? Let's look. Hang on. Let's look this it. up. Let's look. That or I'm going to be really wrong, and everybody's going to be like, "No, you idiot." Yeah, the One Direct, the One Directioners are going to come out swinging. Um, oh, the story of my life. That one. Story of my life. What makes you beautiful? Is that what you said? They don't know about us. Drag me down. Story of my life might be the only one I think I really know. And you just you it, if you're at Macy's shopping, this is definitely playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Oh, I am right. Uh, you don't know you're beautiful is One Direction. So you know, like a deep cut. You don't know you're beautiful. One Direction. What, uh, no, it's it awful? was a hit. It was a hit. Um, it's not on the top five on popular. Oh man! Isn't that crazy? Though? Oh, that's so <laughs> weird. Evidently, I did. Yo, it's from 2012. Turns out, Chris <laughs> is a fucking avid One Direction fan. Oh god, that is hilarious. <sighs> well, there you go. Yeah, and and the next one was, can you name one one member of One Direction? Yes, Harry Styles. I think I have a song coming with Zayn. I wrote a song with uh, David Ryan Harris. Yeah, and uh, it sat for like a year, like super. Because I was writing with him, I kind of went in my mayor bag for it. And we wrote kind of a John Mayer song called Tightrope. And then 
like a few weeks ago, Zane's team hit us up. Uh, shout out TK McAmey, actually. He was the plug. TK. Uh, TK. TK was the plug. And Zane, like, I got a, I got a song with Zane, maybe. So, I, which is so random. I didn't know. Sorry, Zane. I didn't know he existed until. Oh, yeah. And then I, then I looked. I no, man. His direction is cult, but I mean, he, he's moved some massive. units. And yeah, he's yeah. He's got Gigi Hadid pregnant. <laughs> so, I mean, doing, and, and that. doing numbers. And that. <laughs> doing absolute numbers. Um, well, hey, Bob, thank you for coming uh, to my abode and getting on Just Being Earnest with me. Dude, absolutely. And uh, we'll have to, vice versa, we'll have to have you on uh, the quad podcast sometime soon. I would love to come get on the quad podcast. Uh, I'm either going to play golf or drink a beer today. Probably both. I got to go right with uh, Bobby Pinson and Shane Miner. Shout out to those two guys. Shout out, but to, then, them. Uh, Shout then, out to all the songwriters in Nashville. Yes. Grinding, grudging Absolutely. through uh, quarantine. Shout out to everybody listening. Just being earnest. I'm Ernest. This is Chris Young. Thank you guys. Talk to you later. Get out. Nailed the dismount. Nailed it. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest.